Hey, this is Ari, and you're listening to Chronically Iconic, where we talk about chronic illness and literally everything else. Today we are talking about the barometric pressure and the pressures of everyday life. Do it. Yeah, we did. The the title and everything. No brainer. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your number today? My number today is an eight. I'm oh. actually feeling sick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. I feel like I'm so used to it mm. that like I'm fine. Yeah. That's a lie. But, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, you just get so used to being in pain that it's, like, when you stop and think about it, you're like, I am in a hell of a lot of pain. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, if you just keep going and get distracted, Mm -hmm. and I, sometimes I forget about it completely. You just learn how to live through it. And I think that's a good thing, because you learn how to live your everyday life, but it's also... You have to. You kind of have to learn to not think about it. You have to train... Your mind. Yeah, train your brain. Yeah. Work it out. (laughs) Yeah, train your brain to not think about it. Yeah. Which is good for us, I think, because you get to. That's the only way we can live our lives. Yeah, yeah. If I I really sit and think about it, like, if I was telling someone who just got diagnosed with chronic illness, like, Mm -hmm. this is the first thing you have to learn, or else you're not going to have a life at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, well, that was depressing. <laughs> that was so depressing. It's your turn. What's your number? <laughs> um, this morning it was like a four, but oh now it's like a seven. Oh, that's a big jump. Well, it's because I ran errands. Okay. And it's yeah. hot outside. So but bad. I had a migraine yesterday and it's gone, so praise God. Oh, it is gone? I'm so glad. Yeah. Um, I think it was the rain coming in. Yeah, huge so storm. I felt it. Which but we're going to talk about. The weather and our illness, because believe it or not, the weather directly affects us. I can't stop singing under pressure. (laughs) (laughs) It just needs to be background music, I guess. But uh, yeah, so before we like casually talk about it, I have a little bit of research um, to kind of explain and use science words (laughs) to explain what we're talking about. Um, So I'm going to read this little blip real quick. A drop in the barometric pressure, which is the pressure against the Earth's atmosphere, means the pressure against your body drops as well. This causes the joints and any injuries to begin to swell. This swelling causes increased inflammation, and we as humans require hormones to deal with this. There is a small gland in our bodies that produces both adrenaline and cortisone. These two hormones help deal with energy, mood, pain management, and the fight-or-flight response. As the barometer falls, it causes a dilation of cortisone in the body. When cortisone levels drop, energy, mood, and pain management become a huge problem. The barometric pressure can have a profound effect on pain, mood, and energy levels. In short, bad weather makes my pain worse. (laughs) The cold and extreme heat also affect my pain in the same way spring, summer, fall, and winter. It just all sucks. So that's a kind of a science (laughs) background, not really. But um, so, yeah, would you like to elaborate 
on how the weather affects you personally. Personally, the heat is my trigger. So really, really hot. Uh, the winter is like when I thrive. That's so interesting. I because love it. I I struggle both in extreme cold and heat. So spring and summer, or not spring and summer, spring and fall are best for me. But spring and fall in the south is tornadoes. Yeah. And so it just all it all sucks equally yeah. for me. I winter is when I thrive. Is when I feel the best. Like I know there's allergies season, but I'd rather have allergies and thrive <laughs> than be hot. Um, I do feel okay in the heat, but it's like extreme heat. Uh, so the south. Mm-hmm. But if I can find air conditioning, um, or swim in pool, you know, mm-hmm. I try to like take it in moderation but the winter is my favorite because snow mm-hmm. air conditioning and I get to wear sweaters and not be judged by it um <laughs> socially acceptable <for> sweaters. <laughs> yeah because I wear sweaters in the summer yeah because I'm cold would you ever think about moving to the north because oh yeah of it? like is that absolutely something you do? I would not right now, because um, I'm a college student who is poor. Yeah. But um, I would absolutely move to the north or California, but it's expensive. I I think don't I think I, I could. I'm too poor for California. Oh, yeah, me too. But I think, like, maybe Colorado or... Interesting. What's that one state? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of... Okay, so a lot of people with fibromyalgia actually moved to Arizona. Ooh. That's too hot. I know. It doesn't really make sense. But upon a little bit of research, Arizona is a dry heat. Mm, Yeah. And so So for some people, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in Arkansas, you walk outside and you're automatically wet. Yeah. (laughs) So gross. So, like, you just can't wear makeup in the summer here. No. Um, But, yeah, a lot of people with fibro end up moving to Arizona. That's interesting. I think I would want to go to the Carolinas. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel like it's financially better than California. Oh yeah. And um, depending on where you live, you can an hour to the mountains, an hour to the beach. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking like not financially. I'm thinking health wise. I think. Which is how we should be thinking. <laughs> but like, I'm a realist. I am <laughs> like can't help but like calculate I don't know where would you want to live what what is best for you spring 70s oh yeah in the 60s and 70s I love it but I also would love to be freezing cold I'd rather be cold than hot because you can always warm up and turn on the heat yeah you can only take off so many clothes before you're judged (laughs) by it (laughs) yeah I would rather be freezing than hot but if I can be hot and find a swimming pool yeah it's fine yeah I feel that yeah um cool (laughs) (laughs) um okay so what what are your like direct symptoms if a storm is coming like thunderstorm yes okay if there's a thunderstorm how does your pain change from regular pain to a storm is coming 
Um, regular pain. I normally just have like five out of ten nerve pain. That's mm-hmm. like where it's normally nerve, at. Nerve, nerve pain. pain. So it's like okay. stabbing, shooting. Um, but is it all over? Yeah, normally. Okay. Um, but when a storm is coming, every time I say that, this is like a tangent. But when Reagan, that's my little sister. Um, Shout out to Reagan. <laughs> I love you, Reagan. <laughs> She's 15 now. But when she was born, she was like two years old. I'm six years older than her. But when she was young, she would be like, a storm is coming. It was like right when she could, when she learned how to speak. So I guess she wasn't two years old. But when she learned how to talk, <laughs> she would say, a storm is coming. And then an hour later, it would start raining. That's creepy. Yeah. And she would do it. She did it for like a couple years. And then she just stopped. And then every time hmm. she said it, a storm would come. It was really weird. So that's a tangent. But every time I say so that, I think Reagan about So Reagan has magical powers. Yeah. That she should use to help the chronic illness community. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Reagan is going to save the planet. Anyways, um, sorry. When a storm is coming, yes, Reagan, um, <laughs> I get normally get a migraine, um, and I know that a storm is coming. Uh, sometimes I'll get pain in my right knee. Don't know why. Is it always your right it's knee? It's always my right knee. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get, like, a little bit worse of nerve pain, and I'm like, okay, it's about to rain. Or we're going to get some bad storms, or, like, we're getting a front. Like, it's really, excuse me, it's about to get really <laughs> cold, or it's about to get really hot. Yeah. But I always know when I get a migraine, mm-hmm. like, we're getting a weather change. So I always feel like Mother Nature. <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's about to rain because I'm eating a migraine. Over here predicting weather patterns. <laughs> it's me and Reagan. <laughs> Reagan That's and Haley so against the world. <laughs> That's so funny. What do you, how does yours change? Um, so I get a lot of joint pain specifically mm-hmm. um, when it's about to storm. And then um, I get really irritable. I mean... I'm kind of grouchy anyway, but, <laughs> but like, I get very snappy. Yeah. Um, and it's a direct correlation to my joints are hurting worse. Yeah. Um, I think I got a migraine yesterday a little bit, but I caught it in time and I was able to take a medication for it. But, um, I love that. so before a thunderstorm, migraines, um, yeah. and then joint pain, um, and I I thought this I thought of this when you were talking about your was it your right knee? Yeah, it's always my right knee. It's my left knee. We are each other's puzzle piece. I freaking <laughs> love that. <laughs> I was like when you were talking, I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it yet. Wait till it's your turn. <laughs> That's so funny. How weird is that? That's so funny. Together we make a whole person. That's so funny. We are a puzzle piece. That's cheesy. <laughs> just we have so many broken pieces. If you put us together, we're like one functioning person. That's so funny. <laughs> How weird is that? Um Yeah, okay. So like old people, remember like your grandmother or someone will tell you like, Oh, my hips acting up <laughs> <laughs> No, my goodness. No, really? I mean 
Probably, but like, I don't remember. You know how older people yeah, yeah. will be like, oh, there's a storm coming, my yeah. hip's acting up, or my knee's acting yeah. up. That's that's me. With my when hips. we say it's going to rain, you should just believe us. Well, I think we're also from the south, and every time I walk outside and it's about to rain, you can like smell it, and I'm that, like, mm, it's That's rain. true. Yeah. Is that not normal? No. I don't I think so. I thought that was so. normal. I really don't think so, because people from the north are like, how do you smell rain? I'm like, you can just <gasps> smell it. Yeah. Oh. No, I don't think that's normal. You can tell I've I think lived here my whole life. I think we've just lived in Arkansas <laughs> way too long. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Okay, well, that was our blip about the barometric pressure and how it affects us. But let's trans... Transit? That's not the word. Transition? Transition, yes. See how smoothly this transitioned into <laughs> talking about a different topic? <laughs> um, let's talk about, like, pressure and life. Yeah. Life pressures. Yeah with chronic illness okay people have no idea so like i'm about to hiccup um (laughs) let it it. go let it go (laughs) i feel it i'm afraid it's gonna be loud okay um (laughs) that was awkward so like pressures that cause flares or just like let's talk about general everyday pressure like what do you feel pressure about your daily life like for instance Mm. I constantly feel pressure to always be doing something. Same. Because of the stigma of people who have a disability or a chronic illness, then being there's a stigma that those people are lazy. Mm-hmm. And that is a complete lie. And yeah. chronic illness and people with disabilities are the hardest working people you oh, will yeah. ever meet simply because you're living your life, they're living the same life in pain all the time so we are the most hard-working people ever and that is my tangent but um yeah so I feel pressure every day to always be doing something and that's it's it's this like uh, hustle culture that is like really dangerous social media culture that you have to look Mm -hmm. perfect on and then you have to be getting stuff done yeah you constantly have to like I don't know, keep up and like constantly be posting to social media or constantly be like working all the time. Again, mm-hmm. hustle culture, very dangerous uh, because of burnout and just mental health in general. But that's what I struggle with as I far as daily pressure being sick. What about you? I mean, yeah, yesterday I was laying in bed all day because I had a migraine, but I also felt the need to like do stuff for my business and like post to social media and like get things done and I was like selling earrings yeah and we'll link her business in the bio (laughs) I forgot to do that in the last couple of videos (laughs) okay um I was like trying to get stuff done for that and I start school on the 16th and I was like making sure I had everything together Mm -hmm. and I was like I need to take a day to rest why am I doing this and so I like stopped and I like let myself binge watch a tv show and read a book I finished a book yesterday and yeah I also struggle with that and what else is there um there I think for me there's also this constant pressure to work at getting better as if you can like work hard enough to make your body better which 
in itself doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. that's not how being sick works. Like, I mean, I have moments where I feel really good, mm-hmm. but I know that I still, and then I'll have, like, what's it called? Crap, I don't know what it's called. I'll feel good, and then I'm like, mm, do you really have a chronic illness? I'm like, heck yeah, you have yes. a chronic illness. <laughs> like, you, like, start rethinking yeah. if you're lying to yourself yeah. almost. Yeah, and then I'll feel sick again, but during the time that I feel good, I feel like I have to get everything done. Because you don't know when you'll be sick yeah. again and for how long. Mm-hmm. Yes, the pressure of being well when you have a chronic illness. Yeah. It's like you have to accomplish you have to move mountains so that yeah the next time you're sick and you can't do anything whether that's for a day or a week or a month it's okay also the pressure of being sick cuz you don't know how long you're going to be down for like yesterday i was trying to get stuff done and i was like you need to rest so that you're not down for a month it's hard to like let yourself not it's hard to not push yourself mm-hmm. because out of it's hard to not push yourself out of fear that you'll lose the opportunity that you have to feel okay yeah does that make sense yeah yeah so I just I wish I could let myself just exist be yeah (laughs) yeah I have to cough I wish I could let myself I know (laughs) such a loser (laughs) coughing on a podcast (laughs) no I wish I could just let myself exist because it's hard enough to do that yeah so I think also like staying up to date with people and like I really this is weird but like I think I said this on the last one I forget that people know that I'm exist and this is it's weird (laughs) but like I forget that texting people is like a two-way street so like I can text people but they can also text me first and they can Mm -hmm. also like check up on me and so like I don't know why but like relationships with people is also like a really big pressure yeah and I think it's like like past relationships too and just that's a really good point the pressure of maintaining a friend group and just friendships and and relationships yeah yeah because everyone on Instagram they have like several groups of people they hang out with and so fa- social media is fake it is it I is but when you're media. sick home alone in mm-hmm. bed what do you do <laughs> i'm scrolling on instagram and making it worse for i myself. play solitaire and read books she is a healthier girl than i am <laughs> just kidding i do look at social media and but you i think through everything you have to know that like Social media is fake, and people put the prettiest pictures of themselves mm-hmm. on there to make you feel bad about yourself. It's everything's and highlight reel. It is, and they don't do that on purpose because, I mean, I do that myself. I put the prettiest pictures of myself out there so people don't think that I'm ill all the time. Okay, but interrupting you, why Gosh. do we hide the fact that we're ill on social media? There's this pressure to look healthy on social media, and I'm like... Why am I putting... Why is there pressure to look healthy? I don't like, anymore. Do you because, know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that doesn't make being completely real with people on social media, it should be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're... That's the... Like, I'm from Texas, and so that's the only way that 
I, I mean, I text my family, but, like, my family from Texas, and then I also have family in Arkansas, and it's, like, if I'm going to keep up with them and be real, like, I need to put real things on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, not to stress them out, but, like, for them to see how I'm doing. I will say this. I, every time I think about putting a real, like, a real life post, it's always really depressing. <laughs> And I have not yet mastered the balance of being real with chronic illness and presenting the best because I have a chronic illness. And I don't want to further the stigma of people with chronic illness can't do anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if I put a picture of myself really sick and I look really sick and I talk about it, then like I don't know I feel like that can be negative and then I don't want it to reflect on the whole community yeah but that also I feel like maybe I need to let it go I don't know honestly what do you think I whenever I use my mobility aids I make sure that they're in the picture so people that don't know they can know that like you can still do things Mm -hmm. and like it's very much I mean if you follow me on Instagram you know that I used to be in a wheelchair. I mm-hmm. used to <laughs> post about me being, I mean, it's there. Yeah, like, I, I love that, it, though. So like, seeing people using mobility aids that are happy, like, mm-hmm. that's what we need. Like, yeah. I don't know. I used to, this was, like, five years ago. I used to be embarrassed, but honestly, you just have, I'm not telling you to get over it. But no. <laughs> I had to get over it. Yes. Because it's, definitely, it's just a part of life. it was a part of life for me and like using a cane is a part of life for me and so I was just like it's part of life it's gonna be there Mm -hmm. for the rest of my eyes twitching do you see that I did is that a flare (laughs) no sorry are you okay yeah I'm good that was just really irritating does that happen sometimes Uh my um my neck muscles will twitch it's very uncomfortable (laughs) okay sorry but like using those for me is just a normal part of my life and that's Mm -hmm. I'm not saying being disabled is who I am but like it's a part it's a it's a part of me it's not who you are but it's a part I'm gonna I'm gonna make people aware of that yeah you know and I'm not gonna be embarrassed of it anymore because especially since meeting you I've made it, I've become, I've learned to love myself a lot more oh. in that aspect. Girl gonna make me cry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Doesn't take a lot to make me cry, actually, but that's so nice. I, um, yeah, there's something really, like, healing about being around other people with chronic illness because there's a pressure to keep up with healthy people. I have to hiccup again. Okay. Let continue. Okay, I'll just keep talking. Um, <laughs> so there's this pressure to keep up with healthy people and this pressure to make sure that healthy people know that we still want to be in their lives. I think it's just a pressure of like keeping up with the world. Yeah, that's not too. necessarily. I mean, for me, not necessarily healthy people, just like the world doesn't stop Yeah. when we get sick. So it's just like feeling like you have to keep up Mm -hmm. what's another pressure you feel 
feel like there's so many that I they're like all in my head and yeah I don't know um I think a pressure that I have is to get a nine to five I was literally about to say that stop it (laughs) Uh, yeah, so a pressure I feel is to have a 9 to 5, because I don't know why, but I don't feel like it's socially acceptable yet to not have a 9 to 5, mm-hmm. and I also feel like it's not socially accepted to not want to overwork. Like, people brag about, like, I have to stay late, I have so much work to do, I have to go home, I have so much work. Like, somehow that's a flex, it's and not. I think that that needs to change because that's like detrimental to your health relationships your, your mental life health. mental health it's just a dangerous game I feel like um and then so yeah I feel pressure to have a nine to five and to complain about said nine to five is that like weird just having a job in general like my job right now my boss is so precious She's very flexible, and then I am my own boss as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think right now I'm set until I graduate. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, like, the the careers that we've chosen. I'm a graphic designer. I'm an American Sign Language interpreter. <laughs> um, like, you get to set your hours. Yes. And then hopefully I'll be able to set my hours. But that's not, not everyone gets to do that. No, and then for some reason I have the privilege of setting my own hours and then I ruin it by feeling pressure for the rest of the time Mm -hmm. that I'm not working, pressure to work. Yeah, (sighs) I get that because my schedule this semester is so flexible. Mm -hmm. I already have two jobs and I'm trying to get another one and I'm like, why? Why am I what? trying to get another job? I well, I have three technically, um, but I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm not doing enough, and I feel like because the mornings I don't have anything until one o'clock every day. I typically don't start work until one, and then I'll work until like four or five. But I feel like. I always feel like I'm not doing enough. That's how my days are going to be in the fall. And I feel like I'm really excited because I'll be able to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. But I also have the pressure of like, do I need to do something else? Do I need to add something to my schedule to make it more busy? No, I don't. (laughs) I shouldn't. (laughs) But like, I don't know. I have this like thing in the back of my mind that's telling me I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like once we start school, I'm going to be like, hello, back up (laughs) I'm doing too much yeah um it always feels like I over I always um overcommit myself because (laughs) excuse me sorry (laughs) somebody has the hiccups today (laughs) um I always feel I forgot what I was gonna say it's okay we'll move on you overcommit yourself yes thank you I always overcommit myself because I think in my brain I can do more than what I can actually do. Yeah. And that is also really dangerous for somebody with a disability or chronic illness. Like, you don't want to commit to a 5K, <laughs> and that's I've just that not... Before. Are you serious? Yeah, I've done a 5K. 
Wow. Okay. We have to pause. Tell us about this experience. <laughs> it was like the... Were you... Year after I started were, walking. I okay. Think. I was about to be like, yeah. are, were you in your chair? or No, I was walking. I just... It was a couple months after I had gotten off of a cane. I think. It was long... It was like two years ago, so I don't really remember that much. But I walked most of it, and then I ran the last little bit. That's amazing. I'm not going to do it again, but I'm just going to say that I did it. Yeah. I'm proud of myself for it, but yeah. Would you do that again? No. <laughs> but I did it. I'm proud did of myself Did you for flare it. after? Uh, the rest of the day I slept. Was this, you didn't have any pain or anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, my legs were tired. Yeah. And they kind of hurt a little bit, but I expected it. Um, I just wanted to say that I did it, and I was yeah. happy. That's but I think there's a picture Good for you. of me at the finish line. My mom took it, and she was, like, sobbing. And I was like, Mom, I literally just ran a 5K. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Her baby ran a 5K. But, yeah, I think there's a picture That's somewhere. So I can ask her. But, yeah. So you didn't have any, like, health consequences? Well, it was cold. I think it oh. was in December. So do you think I that's believe. what it was? I think it was in December or January. Yeah, I ran in like a sweatshirt and leggings. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it was cold. But I just remember the rest of the day I slept. And um, my legs kind of hurt a little bit. But I went to church the next day. Good for you. Yeah. That's amazing, <laughs> Haley. Yeah. Wow. I don't really remember much because it was two years yeah. ago. But That's so cool, though. Yeah. Look at you go! I'm so proud. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, going back to what I was talking about, like, I shouldn't, I, I cannot sign up for a 5K right now. With no, my health, right now, I would never be able to finish that in my current state of sick. Yeah. Now, like, in a couple of months, I could be better or I could be worse, which is another thing that you deal with with a chronic yeah. illness. You I feel never like know. if I biked a 5K right now, I could do it. Really? Yeah, maybe not right now. Maybe in a, like a month, cause right now it's hot. So maybe in December. <laughs> so like maybe you could do winter five Ks. Yeah. Which, that's amazing <laughs> for someone with a chronic illness who constantly deals with pain. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna uh-huh. say something. Please don't be offended, but this is what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. How can you run a five K, and then say you're sick all the time? Cause that. Like, yeah. doesn't go together. And I know, like, yeah. as your best friend, like, yeah. I understand and I get it because I have a chronic illness. Yeah. But for those people listening who don't, like, those two don't make sense. Can yeah. you explain? So, I have good pain days and bad pain days. And I feel, so it was so long ago that I really don't remember. But in that season of life, um, I was having really good health days. Um and it was before my symptoms got really bad. It was like before they started getting progressively worse like they are right now. Um, but I remember that month I was feeling really well and so I signed up. Um, I didn't prep or anything. <laughs> but um, I was one of the last people to cross the finish line, but I really didn't care. Um, no, that's the least of I literally did not care. <laughs> But um, when you have a chronic illness, you have good pain days and bad pain days. Um, That one was a good one. I was really having a good month. Um, But, I mean, if you do something like that with chronic illness, um, 
I mean, there's a really big possibility that you'll flare. Um, I didn't, which was a praise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did sleep the rest of the day, but I mean, it was I a big moment. Normal people would go to bed <laughs> go to after a yeah. But um, I don't really know. I think it was um, just a good. It was pain just day. a good pain day, and wow. it was a. A good season in my life where I wasn't having that many flares mm-hmm. and um, I just felt good enough to do it but like right now I wouldn't be able to do it mm-hmm. um, just because of the heat and stuff but I feel like if I trained maybe for M1 <laughs> I could do it but I don't know yeah I have no desire to I run. really don't have a desire to do it if something's chasing me I'll probably run Notice how I said probably. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to start biking. Let's, okay, let's talk about, like, physical, Uh like, things that people can do with chronic illness and with disabilities. Obviously, it varies from person to person. Yeah, it does. That's totally different for other, obviously, you ran a 5K, I have not done that mm-hmm. don't want to do that <laughs> no. but it's just totally different for everyone so let's yeah. talk about or working out with so I go to a gym I haven't gone this month just because of I've had more flares than I usually do but it's the heat mm-hmm. um I normally I cannot walk on the treadmill it gives me terrible nerve pain I do weights and I do the bike because it does not hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally jump rope if I feel like I can do it, but it just depends on the day. Um, yoga kills me, literally hurts my body so bad, and I feel like it's because you're holding that position for so long. Gonna jump in here. There's a technique called flow yoga because I can't hold positions. Uh-huh. But anyway, continue. Um, I really love hit cardio. Really? It's like dancing. I should and try that. You should we can do it together. I literally I'll do it to One Direction or yes! Harry Styles and it literally just feels like you're dancing but it gets your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. And so that's all you really need is to mm-hmm. just get your heart rate up for a little bit and that is supposed to make you feel better. I don't really know. Does it but make it you makes feel me better? feel better? It makes me feel like my heart rate's up. Makes me sweat. Mm-hmm. I do it like I used to do it every day, but I haven't really done it much this summer. Um, but yeah, do you work out? I <laughs> I um. I no feel, shame if you don't. I feel pressure to work out. Um, the deal with my fibromyalgia is that it helps me to move but I cannot do like exercising like I cannot run I cannot um you said jump rope and like my whole body tightened because that Mm -hmm. is a horrifying idea for me like it will cause so much pain for me That I even the thought of jumping rope really makes me anxious. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said yoga. I can only do flow yoga, which is where um, you focus on breathing, matching your movements, 
and so you don't like hold a pose. Meditation. It's meditating to me because all I'm focused I'm focused on. Um, I'm focused on my breathing and mm-hmm. making sure my breathing is steady and making sure my movements match my breathing, mm-hmm. and then that's what causes me to have like this meditative yeah um, mindset or meditative state of that um so yeah i can't i can't hold poses though holding poses can make me cramp really bad yeah nerve pain so um i'm able to do flow yoga i'm able to stretch um but that's all that i can do right now i say right now because i really hope that it changes because i was a ballerina for 12 years i crave movement but um well i have a so really frustrating you come with me <laughs> yeah i should I have, like an extra person oh there. swimming swimming i freaking love swimming i just remembered that one it feels so because it it just takes away all of your pain yes because you're weightless and yes. i have a theory um that gravity is a huge component yeah let's just pause and sing that for a minute (laughs) um I'm not going to because my voice is not the best but um my theory is that gravity causes the majority of my problems I don't know because I am an ASL major and yeah (laughs) well here's my thinking like I I keep moving I am constantly like being pulled downwards and I can feel it and I don't know how to explain it I'm constantly like fighting against like for example I'm I'm slouching (laughs) I am currently slouching um and if I sit up straight it feels better yes but I cannot hold it and I don't know like Maybe it's like my muscles aren't strong enough because I never mm-hmm. sit up straight. I don't know. Um, when I couldn't walk, so I like to blame uh, gravity, even though I don't know if that's the cause. <laughs> <laughs> when I couldn't walk, um, my junior and senior year of high school, my mom and I would go swimming um, at the St. Bernard's Health Center. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's the one in Paragold, not St. Bernard's. Um, and I could walk, and so I would always look forward to it because I could feel really independent. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like swimming. Oh, I love it! And I wish there was like a free place that you could go. Yeah. But it's so expensive, so no. Yes. And but yes. On that topic, okay, if insurance would cover yoga classes and swimming access to swimming pools, and because these are things mm-hmm. that actually help I us like that insurance would. doesn't cover. Oh, you think they would? Well. We've, we've tried, but maybe it's, like, specific I companies. Know. I don't know. Maybe St. Bernard's because it's a hospital. That is true. But maybe not the Paragold because it's a water park. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe St. Bernard's. I, maybe I should research this. <laughs> maybe know. we should, like, do some background checking before. Yeah. <laughs> but before talking about before it. Before we talk about it. Um, yeah. So... Swimming. I swam a lot when I was in my wheelchair because it was the only way I could move without pain. Um, And then I had some really bad experiences Mm. with water. And so now swimming is a trigger for me. So 
it kind of sucks but I do agree with you that water is a great way to like be able to move yeah and that's why because okay before I was sick I was always really confused why they would put disabled people people. in a swimming pool I just say I was trying to say swimming therapy (laughs) is that a thing yeah my mom um, is a physical therapist. I know I talked about her on one of the other episodes. But um, she used to do um, swimming therapy and, like, get in the pools and do physical therapy oh, in the okay. pools. Yeah. yeah. And so whenever I couldn't walk, um, like I said, in high school, uh, we would get in the pools and she would do my physical therapy. Oh, yeah. And she did that. my physical therapy all through high school and college. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we would do it in there because it didn't hurt. Right. And so this was a lot easier, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it makes thing. sense now, but before I knew anything about chronic illness, I was like, why are people putting disabled people in pools? Because in my mind, I was like, can they swim? Which is a stupid question. But as somebody who didn't know anything yeah. about dis- disabilities or chronic illness, that's where my mind went. Yeah. And now, being on the other side of it, it makes total sense. Yeah. There's no gravity to push down on you you feel you're weightless the water takes the pressure off if it's warm water it's even better because it allows your muscles to completely relax the way I want a hot tub I was I don't know what I was about to say I want a hot tub yeah so bad that would be perfect yeah there were a lot there's a lot of like people who like athletes sit Mm -hmm. in hot tubs a lot after workouts and stuff Especially in the Olympics, they were sitting in the hot tubs, and I was like, can I join you? Let me just slide in there. Let me fly fly to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are there any other pressures you want to talk about? I don't know. What about you? I think I've talked about them all. I think she said unsure of herself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I do have a happy thing to talk about. Yes, let's. Um, so I had a doctor's appointment this week, and it went amazing. Um, We're so excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my other doctor left um, UAMS. Doctors um, do this, by the way. They will just quit their practice and not let their patients know. Yeah. I don't think it's hard to send out an email. Like, I found I don't, out two day or a week before. Yours I had was my, a week before. Yeah. <sighs> when was yours? Um, I'm trying to think. It was maybe a month before. So irritating. But this doctor was out of town, and they knew we had to like drive a couple of hours to get to that doctor. I was just like, tell your assistant, tell your secretary. Their job is to, like, mail things out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't, it's, I get I get so worked up about it. It's so, it's scary. It's starting over with treatment. It's not being able to have access to your medication. It's waiting on phone calls for doctors to get back to you. It's having to go all the way through insurance again. People just don't understand that how how serious that is. Yeah. And if you're a doctor listening to this, <laughs> rewind and listen to it again. <laughs> I was blessed, though, because I didn't have to change 
hospitals and so I just had to change doctors and so they were like you can have this doctor who specializes in MS or you can have this doctor who specializes in MS and chronic illness and I was like I want the doctor who specializes in MS and chronic illness yes and apparently I'd seen her before when I was like 18 years old I didn't remember that because you know brain fog Mm -hmm. but um and all of the appointments now are only telemedicine Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fine, you know, I'd rather stay inside than COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we faced or not FaceTime, but that's what I'm going to call it because I don't know what the actual name of it is. Um, we did the FaceTime thing. She talked to me for an hour. Wow. Just the doctor? Just the doctor. That's rare. Yeah. And um, before we talked, she researched my file looked at all of my MRIs, looked at all of my blood work, everything, so I didn't have to do the whole spill about... You didn't have to tell her and relive No, I had to just, like, fill in a few things, Mm -hmm. but it was because, like, my paperwork wasn't there, and it was stuff from, like, I had a really big flare in March, and it was stuff that I had to fill in, which was fine. I'd rather do that than, like, oh my do the gosh. whole spill. Reliving your whole life with chronic illness yeah. is traumatizing. It's difficult. Um, and after that, she was like, so tell me what you want to talk about. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So I had my little list, you know, I've been working on it since March because like I had a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so I started talking to her and, um, I really wanted to go to Mayo Clinic because it's been five years, six years, six years. Yeah. Six years. And I don't have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I really want to go to Mayo Clinic. And she said, I think that is the best decision right now. And I'm about to hiccup again. Um, (laughs) And she was like, I'm going to send a referral right now. So while we were on the phone, she sends a referral to Mayo Clinic. Are you serious? Yeah. While we were on the phone. Starts writing the referral. And she said, what are all your symptoms? What are your new symptoms? Everything. Okay, side note, getting a referral from a doctor can take up to months. She starts writing it Not days, not weeks. It can take months. I'm still waiting for insurance to cover a medication that could tremendously help my pain, and I've been waiting for a month. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. She sent the referral right then. Well, she was, like, typing it up, yeah. So she starts asking about all my symptoms, my new symptoms, what are they like, um... When did they start? So I start telling her everything. I start telling her um, what new doctors I want to see because I've had a lot of new symptoms. Um, she sends me to those doctors immediately. Wow. Sends the referrals right there. Um, yeah, and what else happened? Um, she took me off some medicine that I didn't need to be on, and I was just That's on wonderful. because the last doctor put me on it. There's so much more that I can't even think about, but um, she was just so Does encouraging. Did she suspect a diagnosis? Yeah, she kept calling it MS. She was oh. like, so your MS, da 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 and I was like, um, I don't have a diagnosis, and she was like, so your MS, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're calling it MS. Okay, so explain why you don't have the diagnosis of MS, but you think that's what, what okay. you have. Okay, so... This is stupid. I'm just letting you it's all know. It's not stupid. It, no, 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 no. Why they haven't diagnosed me yet. Okay, that is stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> so, when I lost feeling in my legs, um, I was 
16 turning 17 because it was January and my birthday is February. Mm-hmm. Um, you so, have to be a certain age yeah, for, the for the diagnosis. What is the age? It's like late 20s. I'm 21. And so you, have to have, you have to have lesions in your brain, lesions in your spine, and in your blood work. You have to have this certain thing in your blood. I only have lesions in my brain and loss of feeling in my body, in my legs and so my arm. So basically, you're not old enough and you don't have enough problems to have a diagnosis. Yeah. Okay, let me repeat. You're not old enough and you don't have enough problems yeah. to have the diagnosis of what doctors think you have yeah. and what you think you have. Yeah. You have to have one of everything. You have to have lesions in your brain, lesions in your spine, and you have to have something in your blood. So I don't know what it is. And I have a B12 deficiency and a vitamin D deficiency. Those are both come with MS and a chronic illness. Um, and you have to be the ages of like somewhere in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And they normally diagnose your late 20s, early 30s. It's but so frustrating. But I was so happy because she was calling it MS. She sent me directly to Mayo Clinic and like sent me to the other doctors that I was like we've been talking about this but like she ha- the other doctor hadn't sent me and she was like I'll send you right now and I was like you didn't even wait to like do the rest <laughs> of it so it was just such a blessing and like I was really worried because it was a new doctor and I was I wasn't sure if she was gonna listen to me that's always my worry I'm always afraid that they're gonna think I'm faking it yes because I've had a doctor like that who told me I was faking mm-hmm. and she listened to everything, and That's amazing. she did everything I asked. So it was so good, and it was, I mean, the Lord was just, like, working through it. Yes, praise God. Praise yeah. God. So. It's rare to have a doctor oh, yeah. appointment that you walk away feeling hopeful. Yeah. At least that's been my Or experience. stuff is going, stuff, like, stuff is actually being done, and they're not like, oh, we'll do it next time, and then I don't Yeah, do it. she sounds like... Ahead She's of the very game. Like proactive. She, yes. Like, she already got on top of referrals and, yeah. and everything. That's so wonderful. Yeah. So. Yay. I'm very happy. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to keep everybody updated. Yeah, we are. I will absolutely <laughs> keep you updated because. On the journey. Yeah. I'm not worried about sharing information. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to share. We're going to overshare. Yeah. Because. My hope and my dream is that there's another girl like us on the other end of this who doesn't, who may not have any friends who have any chronic illness, and she can listen to this and know she's not alone. Yeah, and know that she's loved, or he's loved. They. They're loved. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And we love you. Yes, always. We love you, but I'm done talking now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you done? It was quick, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.